0: Today, we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. This is Greg, and yes, I'm taking a page out of Noah's script. As we get started um, in today's episode, I want to just talk very briefly about why we Uh, call this podcast ZZ Talk. For those of you who don't know us, our last name begins with Z. And also when Noah was growing up playing baseball, his nickname was Z. So there are a couple of Zs in a pod here, and that was the alternative name of our podcast. But we settled on ZZ Talk. So now that you know that, we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut, as Noah said. Um, And for those of you who have seen Justice League, the theatrical release from 2017, Um, There's a lot to talk about here because, as you know, uh, HBO Max dropped the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's, in some ways, original vision for the film. Um, A lot has changed between the theatrical release and the uh, four-hour and two-minute HBO version. So, Noah, do you want to talk about why the difference, what happened during the filming of, um, the, original th- of the original film yes. that led to this? Of course.
0: So, um, it's actually quite a tragic story. So, Joss Whedon, uh, interestingly enough, who directed both Avengers films, you know, uh, so he's well-versed in the, Mar- in the Marvel team-ups, he came in to take over for Zack Snyder, who directed Batman versus Superman, Correct. Yes. um and this is the follow up to Batman versus Superman and most of it had been shot by then there was just a, i think uh probably of the production was made, but there were some things that had to go through the cutting room floor, especially when it comes to studio interference. Now Zack Snyder's daughter, Amber, I believe was her name. um, There was a small thing at the end, right before the credits that said for Amber. Mm -hmm. um, He suffered a personal uh, tragedy with her, and um, so he had to go and take care of himself for personal reasons and just looking over his family. So Joss Whedon stepped in, and uh, they redid a lot of it, and it wasn't exact. The final sort of cut wasn't Zack Snyder's original vision. And people were pretty nonplussed with uh, Justice League. I think people liked it enough, uh, mostly citing a little bit better than Batman versus Superman, but not saying it was necessarily earned or it wasn't nearly on the level of Marvel films. And then Zack Snyder came out to say, this really wasn't what my whole vision of this movie was. I had a clear and specific direction I was taking it, and a lot that is there now um, is actually not what I was thinking. And so rabid fans were thinking to themselves, oh my goodness, like, where is this cut? And then he kind of kept going on social media, talking a little bit more about what his idea was for some of the characters and some of the directions. And eventually, I think really... Quarantine kind of pushed this whole thing forward in terms of being able to um, get the project off the ground. It cost $60 million and reshoots uh, to
1: have it uh, put together the way it was. But I will say this movie uh, was... Wait, wait. Before you say it, mm-hmm. it's important for our listeners, all of our listeners to mm-hmm. know... That we have not talked about this. You watched it in four hours, right? Today? Uh, four hours straight. Yes, it took me three different sittings to watch it because that's how I watch movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have intentionally not shared our perspective on the film until now.
0: Yes. So go. I thought it was uh, it, it was a worthy a worthy uh, vision, and I thought it was great that. Uh, Zack Snyder was able to put this out on HBO I thought it was a better movie than the theatrical original which I enjoyed to an extent but I think it added a lot more value in terms of sort of earning the Justice League title of the epic and grand scope where the Avengers had it and this one did not I felt like this should be the true sort of canonized only way the Justice League should be seen not to say I didn't like the other one this was a really good, epic story, all packaged into four hours that did not feel as long as you might have thought. So that's my thought on it. I quite
1: enjoyed it. I liked the theatrical release in 2017. I I own it and have watched it several times. But what do you think I'm going to say about Zack Snyder's um, cut of this film, Noah? I think you liked it better. I think you did. I think you liked especially what they did with Superman. Too. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I have to say your point about... It not feeling like four hours. It mm-hmm. really didn't feel like four hours. I'm the kind of person who likes a 90 minute film. So when I heard it was four hours and two minutes, I literally emailed you last week yeah. and I said, Four hours and two minutes. What? We did it. I mean, we
0: did our homework for this
1: show. <laughs> we you know? did our homework. You know, someone had to do it. So it may as well be us. I thought overall, and we'll get into spoilers because part two of this episode is kind of spoiler filled is that fair to say
0: yes and so the first part the non-spoiler section is going to be our general thoughts on it some small differences and sort of a guide whether you're on the fence whether you want to watch it or not uh to help you decide whether you're going to right Uh, there's a lot to talk
1: about with this so the non-spoiler section will be short yes um One of the things that people didn't like about the theatrical release was that it felt as though there was no, there was very little story on how the characters came together. Yes. Um, I could live with that because I liked the length of the theatrical release, Mm -hmm. but I have to say that was probably the thing that was glaringly missing and um, very obvious Uh, and made all the difference for the Snyder Cut.
0: It's almost ironic. Wasn't the original uh, theatrical release in 2017... About an hour and a half. Wasn't it a little longer? An hour
1: and 45 minutes, hour and 40 minutes. Very,
0: very short for a superhero film
1: and especially one of its caliber. Talk about the tone of the theatrical release and did you think this was different than the Snyder Cut? I thought the
0: tone of the theatrical release started uh, with a bit of influence, as in maybe this could take a darker tone, but it was very lighthearted throughout. I remember there being much more humor and a lot more lightheartedness, especially with the team moments, the back and forth, the riffing between one another. I felt like the theatrical version, was there for a fun time and sort of a tongue-in-cheek tone in a lot of ways, whereas it didn't really earn the title of the definitive DC movie that it perhaps was set out to be from Zack Snyder's point of view. Now, I liked it, but I never felt like it was anything of substance. I quickly forgot about a lot of what happened in it. In fact, when I actually watched the Snyder Cut today, I think it goes to show just how much was done with um, what's on HBO now, that... I only remember two actual changes to the movie because I don't really remember much of the 2017
1: release. And each one each one of those changes was an hour. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> wild? I really love how they broke it down into chapters Me, So did I. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, and it's good because I think that the producers of the Snyder Cut knew exactly what a mainstream audience wanted, but also a format like this does not necessarily demand hundreds of millions of viewers or dozens of millions of viewers. I think being able to separate into certain parts was probably great for people like you who prefer to watch the
1: movies in bits and pieces. And I did end it at certain parts. I said, okay, at the end of this chapter, I'm Mm going to go do something else. And I thought a lot of characters were strengthened far more than they were originally. I, I think all the characters were strengthened far more than they were originally. Now, I will say that when it began... Um, there were some scenes I thought, oh wow, we are going to really drag out some scenes here. And I think you know what I mean, I'm seeing your head nods, but I, I feel like we got rid of that pretty quickly and we moved on to character development, which I very much appreciated and enjoyed.
0: I'd say so, and in a lot of ways, I, I think um, that as a fan of the 2017 version, I did know what to ex- expect in certain, to a certain extent, and that's something that... Time must, time was on my side in this sort of way. You know, I I had time to digest the movie and figure out how I felt about it and sort of know how the direction of the DC Universe went. And now it's essentially up in the air with some of these major players. Mm -hmm. But I I would also say that, I mean, this is the movie that I was wanting. This was the thing that was hyped about. And I will say it delivers on many fronts. There's so many great moments. that are both in just small refinements, just the aspect ratio of the film and the way it's presented. It was originally shot for IMAX, so it reflects that, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of more of a tall image rather than a widescreen image. I really liked how they presented it in that way. I felt like it was not needlessly graphic, but suitably dark in places where it needed to be, Mm -hmm. and also occasionally funny in places where I thought were appropriate. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like a good balance of what I originally wanted. Versus what I originally got. So I'd say this is the definitive version. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this no, is the full special features package. I
1: completely yeah. agree. Um, did you watch any of the special features? Because on HBO Max there's Zack Snyder commenting on certain things. Um, I, I don't guess you had time after four hours and two minutes. but
0: I only finished this about... 30 minutes ago so i haven't been able to do much aside of light reading on some of the parts that i didn't originally
1: understand right same same um i I will say this about justice league Mm -hmm. when you grow up as a part of gen x Mm -hmm. and you watch justice league on saturday morning cartoons Mm -hmm. and you in your mind here later at the hall of justice Mm -hmm. you have this idea of all the superheroes gathered and I felt like that was what was missing the most from the theatrical release. I mean, yes, they were there, but there was just no tie that bound them. And I felt like that was what the Snyder Cut ultimately did for me. It it connected the characters. It gave me some backstory. Yes. It helped me appreciate them, some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by the end of the film, I was satisfied that each character had a sufficient... Uh, role in doing what they did in saving the day for now
0: i absolutely agree and whereas it was more calculated and you enjoyed the journey perhaps more in the marvel cinematic universe i kind of love the idea of a ragtag bunch of group of you know people with the same morality clause and being that they want to come together to fight evil and the darkness but maybe they don't all like each other mm-hmm. necessarily. Maybe they have conflicts of interest, or they come from different places. But they do have a shared mission, right. and I think that was a really good way to present them coming together. Then again, originally I felt like there weren't that many Justice League members. No, there aren't. But there
1: are far more on the Saturday morning cartoon in 1978. Absolutely, <laughs> and I mean I
0: think that was what was part of. Um, I think that was the main difference between the Avengers movies and now the team ups in the DC films. There was more planning, and there was. I I would say there was more, uh, there was more buildup, there was more hype to it. And I
1: don't want to get too far off this track, however, that's twice now you have almost compared DC films to the MCU. Of course, I mean, it's only you commented that you know, not the same level or the same whatever. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Have we seen, have we yet seen a DC? film that's been to the level of a marvel comics film?
0: I uh, really that depends on who you ask, but if you're I'm asking you, if Noah. you're asking me specifically, I would say Man of Steel holds up better than um, some of the older Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I would say it holds up better than uh, Thor 2, The Dark World. I would say it's probably better than the first Captain America because the first half of the first Captain America movie is far better than the second half. Mm, I don't remember it exactly. Uh it's better than the Hulk movies. Uh, I would say Man of Steel, since it, it's like comparing apples to oranges, right? Mm. You know, there's so many less DC movies, and there's an obvious comparison there because DC was trying to catch up to Marvel because they have the properties. You know, they have Batman, they have uh, Aquaman, they have Wonder Woman, they have all the all the right tools for a great film, but they just rushed it too fast. I think the first time we were actually to introduced- Green Lantern. Exactly. And, I mean, how many DC movies did they put out, The Green Hornet, The Green Lantern, that they just decide not to go through with after that? Ryan Reynolds became a more popular Marvel character than he became a DC character. He just
1: watched The Green Lantern for the first time, like, in the last week.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame him at all. Um, I remember liking it as a kid, but truly, too much CG,
1: not a good movie at all. 90% CG, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Well, I mean, if we're talking CG, though, there's a slight bit of CG in Zack Snyder's Justice League.
0: There is a lot, and probably more than I would have wanted, but I would say it's meaningfully added in a lot of ways without making it feel like I like how they kind of divide it between Earth and occasional interplanetary Mm -hmm. atmospheres. Mm -hmm. That's a good part of the film uh, to me that I think they balance pretty well. Um, It is long, but I will say... It's worth the watch. I agree. Would you say the same thing? I completely agree. All right. So that is our non-spoiler section. We're going to be moving straight into the spoiler section. I'm going to talk about some of the things uh, that I didn't like when I was uh, taking notes on the film. Okay. Uh, In the beginning, I found some of it to be a bit tonally jarring, especially with all the music choices. There was so much slow motion in this movie.
1: Yeah, that's a Zack Snyder thing.
0: It is, but there was so much slow motion with the same kind of weird songs it, it's,
1: now, it's see
0: i thought the music was one of the best parts of the film i thought it was cool on on one or two occasions but i felt it was odd when they kept doing that they started doing that with the lois lane scene yeah. when she paid ten dollars for coffee um and I, she kind of walked out and it was all rainy and i liked the tone but amy
1: adams is my least favorite lois lane on
0: film well you know why Because Amy Adams is only there to serve the purpose of a grieving um, significant other. Um, I felt like they really wasted her in a lot of this mm -hmm. because they could have made her a stronger character with more purpose. And the fact that it seems like she was nothing without Clark, of course, you know, there's grief there. But then again, I I just felt like they could have done more with her character in the seven years that they had her from
1: 2013 to... I agree. In fact, I think she's strongest when she is with Martha Kent. Yes.
0: Um, who is was not originally Martha Kent and was a Martian Manhunter. And that scene where they came together, you remember? I have, no. So Martha Kent visits mm-hmm. Lois Lane mm-hmm. and uh says, I need you to be strong. I need you to come back into society, and mm-hmm. I need you to live again. And so you thought that was Martha Kent, but then Oh, that's right. Yes, and that was our first glimpse of Martian Manhunter. Oh,
1: okay. Thank you for clarifying that for me because yeah. I was like, wait, what just, when he left the apartment, uh-huh. when when mm-hmm. Martha left the apartment, I was like, what's going on here? Now I know. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's why I've been looking forward to recording this podcast all day. <laughs> Fill in blanks for me. Um, I,
0: I do like slow motion uh, where it's due in some places. I don't even mind a lot of slow motion, but I will, I will say that almost half of this movie felt like it was in that sort of – you know, aspect. you know, it
1: worked for me, though. I I, I don't know why, because I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, if something is overdone, it's overdone. But it, it really worked for me. It's probably because I watched it over two days, three sittings. Mm-hmm. It didn't become monotonous for me. I really liked it. I really liked it. In fact, there are parts of it I would be happy to watch again.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, certain chapters were far better than others. But the characters I liked best in this sort of reintroduction of what we already knew... I thought Ray Fisher was great as Cyborg, and what a what, what an, a terrific character! What an amazing backstory that they added that could have easily been implemented in the other one. I, I really enjoyed Ray I Fisher's I completely, character.
1: in fact, I didn't understand Cyborg. I wasn't familiar with Cyborg mm-hmm. beforehand, and now watching this version of the film, I have a much greater appreciation and understanding of Cyborg. And and frankly. He saves the day. Yeah, he becomes a far more sympathetic character
0: overall. And you kind of sympathize with his situation because even if uh, it's something that you can't relate to directly, you're you're like, he's been hurt. He feels like an outcast. He feels like he's not somebody who belongs anywhere, whereas he had a great life beforehand. And I really love the overall life. You got a good life. I really loved the overall arc with his father too. Yeah. I, I, well, there
1: were there are a number of arcs with fathers in in this story.
0: It's it's very interesting in, in that <laughs> Superman, way. Superman. yeah Super. Superman. Batman. Batman, Batman uh, and then of course Cyborg. Flash. Um. Tell me a little bit about your take on Flash as Ezra Miller. I really like Ezra Miller as Flash. And
1: isn't there a Flash movie coming? In
0: 2022. And, and apparently it, Ben right? Affleck is supposed to reprise his role as, as Batman, Batman. Perhaps for the last time, depending yes. on where the future of yeah. the franchise
1: is. I think Ezra Miller, and, and you know more about him than I do, but I really like him in this role. I liked him the way they cut uh, into the theatrical release, mm-hmm. the, the film that was released in theaters. I liked his character. I liked yes. the way he played him. He was obviously a stark contrast from the others who are confident and mm-hmm. experienced, and and he's just along for the ride. And I totally get that. I would be him if I was him. If that makes sense. You oh, know, I hear what I you're like, saying. Really? I get to hang out with you all. That's that's awesome.
0: I did love the fact that he was like, "I'm in." Yeah. As soon as he asked him, he's like, "Really?" Right.
1: <laughs> um, I don't really have friends, right? That's what the, he says. Yeah. I.
0: So but I. I
1: will say uh-huh. it was a little overdone at the end. I mean, it was like, okay, you have accomplished this. You have paid your dues you have proven yourself Mm -hmm. you don't have to keep acting like that
0: i agree completely It, it for me it was also i really like ezra miller's flash i didn't feel like they needed to inject all of that humor and it was especially cringy to me in the beginning when it was just joke after joke after joke you're just like why are you being so willfully obtuse and stupid when you know that you're so smart the guy built an entire underground lab in some kind of warehouse essentially and
1: obviously uh, superman and clark kent clark kent pretends to be a goofball yes a bumbling goofball but he's the coolest person ever
0: i mean to an extent though i mean he's always got that blue steel gaze he's you know he's got a respectable job and everything it's like you would think that maybe ezra miller's flash would be a little bit more serious given that his father supposedly Murdered his mother, and they have that strange relationship with one another. He goes to the
1: prison to see him. I mean, there are a couple of, but I liked Ezra Miller's performance because it was the comedy relief we needed. Frankly, other than Aquaman, Mm -hmm. uh, which was toned down a whole lot uh, this time around. And I think appropriately so. Yes. I mean, he's sort of the cool outsider, a little apathetic, but. Totally. It's very interesting. Amazing. He is not just someone who can swim underwater. I'm just going to say that.
0: I agree. (laughs) In fact, he spends most of his time out of the water. water. (laughs) Thank
1: goodness, because that Aquaman film, nope.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But... Interestingly enough, I think a lot of people forget that this was our first introduction to Jason Momoa's yeah, Aquaman, Aquaman instead of the actual film that came, what, two years
1: later, yeah, one year least, later? Uh, probably probably a year later. Yeah, yeah
0: I, Willem Dafoe made an appearance in this one. I don't mm-hmm. remember him in the last one. Um, I mean, and, the cast is amazing.
1: When you think about the it really storied is. actors that are yeah. a part of this as well as the new and upcoming mm-hmm. actors – it's pretty impressive. To From me, Diane Lane,
0: I agree. There's no other Wonder Woman than Gal Gadot. No, there is no. Uh, other. I, well, it's... oh wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. So as a member of Generation X, uh-huh. you got to know that Linda Carter will always be the quintessential Wonder Woman, but just in terms but I of know what you're saying. how well she fits She's the role, good. and, and just... let's talk about that scene that was added.
0: Yes, okay. So uh, one brand new thing that you can bank on, uh, and uh, I kind see what of, you did <laughs> and near the beginning of the film, yeah. if there is to be what an hour in or something like that, maybe 30, it, 40 in minutes. It's in chapter end. one, I think. Yes, yeah. um, is uh, basically a counter terrorist uh, sort of bank takeover where um, a bunch of kids from a school are apparently taking a field trip to the bank.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't ever do that, but I guess that's what happens over in... Well, it was in, like, I think it was the Bank of England, so it's a little better than, you know, TB&T.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And so, um, so you know, everybody's, everybody's in there, and then this whole counter-terrorist group just infiltrates the place, and it looks as if they're about to set off a bomb and blow up four blocks of the city. And then out of nowhere... Wonder Woman comes in and tell me what you liked about that scene. Because this uh, is our first introduction to her in Snyder's uh, vision.
1: Right? Yeah, no, well, first of all, Wonder Woman is a whole lot more powerful than I ever gave her credit for. Am you, I right? What did you what did you think her powers were beforehand? Super strength and speed. speed and plus strength. like the whip and stuff. Yeah.
0: Also remember, your superheroes back then didn't have the just the brute force strength of like crushing people and throwing them around because yeah. Now we have CGI for that kind of stuff, oh, right. but yeah, I I, I I do I I will say mm-hmm. um, actually let me let me let you finish. No, I think, so.
1: I think the whole scene was was terrific. I thought it was well executed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, tense, exciting, mm-hmm. visually believable, given that it's you know. A, a I liked that it was a bit but, grounded too. Yeah, I I agree, and I and I I'm a sucker for the 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 fan service where she mm-hmm. tells the the schoolgirl who was terrified. You can be anything you want. I like that.
0: Yeah. Because she's right. It's inspiring stuff. Yeah. And I, I feel like now so many things have to have so many social commentaries or just like deeper crazy complexes. I really just enjoyed – I like the whole superhero film about – you being able to come to somebody's rescue and then them looking up to you as a good role model and then you being able and to say... And you actually be. And you being able to say, you know, record. you may not be able to be who I am, but you have inherent value. Right. And you can be who you want. You can be super because when you find your meaning that adds significant contribution to both yourself and those around you, that's what makes you a superhero. I love that aspect I did of too. superhero. It was movies. a great scene. So, and,
1: and frankly, from that point on, mm-hmm. I was totally, I was all in.
0: Oh yeah, I completely agree. That was—I I would say—that was where I really got hooked. Even though from the beginning I wasn't ever bored, um, I wasn't either.
1: Uh, there were some scenes uh, on uh, with the Amazons that were really long. Oh, with, the um, big battles the and big stuff battles like battles on the horses. With what's and his name? Not Beowulf, but uh, Dark Side yeah, and... and all that. Yeah, and and frankly, we were spared quite a bit of Atlantis this time compared to the Aquaman film. Thankfully, where, yes, exactly. So. That was a little long and unnecessary for me, but I also can get behind it because um, it, it helped develop and give me a sense of their community, mm-hmm. their faith in her. Um, the fact that she was the chosen one from that community. Yes. I like that she is the chosen one from the Amazons, and Aquaman is the Atlantean who's yeah. the chosen one. Who's
0: not quite fitting in with the yeah, Atlanteans. Yeah,
1: I'm they're, totally good with that. They're
0: there, but they're slightly out of place. I really do enjoy that aspect yeah. of it. And then Ezra Miller, you know, he's like a societal
1: nobody, yeah. essentially. And then, um, And his dad behind bars is telling him he needs to become more.
0: Yeah, I mean, even his dad behind bars for like that crazy thing. I, I actually thought that was a really good arc in terms I of there making was so somebody much about proud. This film I really liked. Yeah, there was there's a lot in the way of looking up to others and not only receiving good advice from others, but also doing things on your own that prove that like you are worth the person that your mentors, I, I would say, um, see you to be. And I really like the aspect of it took. Older people with you know youth as well, and mixed in those aspects of finding a purpose and being able to have serve that purpose as mm-hmm. well, and come together as a team. Now, now that we've talked to the humanity of the characters, yes. I just want to say I loved how powerful everyone was. Everybody got a good scene of just Didn't beating the tar out of these villains. It was so nice. Superman is powerful again. You know, Batman versus Superman, Superman was is awesome. Let's just. And no, it it kryptonite. Loved no, no kryptonite. I love it. No kryptonite. Right. And Batman versus Superman was so hard to watch it sometimes because I have legitimate people telling me Batman would beat Superman. And I'm like, there's no, no way. No, absolutely. Without kryptonite, not. there's no way. Exactly. And I, it was frustrating to watch because, of course, that's his only weakness, but I felt like they never showed off his true power. I don't even think he had a scratch on him from uh, Steppenwolf, the, one of the main villains right. in this one. He came up to Steppenwolf. <laughs> And he it's just like punched him in the face. Yeah. He just started beating him up. And it was and so they funny. And him, which is why they resurrected him. And I loved how Steppenwolf feared him, uh-huh. too. Yeah. I love how he feared him. He didn't fear the others. But
1: exactly. But he feared Superman. And so
0: I, it's, I, it also speaks to the film's strength that the movie can go 70% of the way without Superman or maybe... 60% of the yeah, way without Superman
1: 65, 70 yeah.
0: and still be just as interesting without
1: him I agree I, I let me just add that for a time and I commented earlier that I mm-hmm. felt like everybody proved themselves worthy of being in the Justice League but mm-hmm. there was a, a time where I wondered really other than being rich mm-hmm. what Batman was doing here um, because he had some funny lines <laughs> he had some good lines of, I like Ben Affleck as Batman mm-hmm. but I have to say he seems like an older Batman
0: uh, I think he's supposed to be because yeah. he's been apparently helping Gotham yeah. for twenty years. They mentioned that a couple they times. Do. Commissioner yeah. Gordon is older, and you know, yeah. he, you see the salt and pepper, and uh, yeah. Affleck. I don't think they're trying to make him somebody he's not. Yeah,
1: that's true. I will say that I love um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred.
0: Yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah, he's I'm talking really about. Good. This
1: cast is amazing. It's even the smaller How could they side go wrong roles. With this film. Uh, well, <laughs> too much slow mo. Too grainy. Too many long scenes of things that we don't really need. I agree. That's how you go wrong.
0: Would you also... But it's forgivable. I agree. Would you also say this film could probably be a little over
1: three hours and just be just as good for the most part? Yeah, I can easily cut out 30 minutes of it just off the top of my head. Yeah. And probably another 30 if I really worked on it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: But overall... But I think that you... Sorry. You need to have... uh I kind of like that we have an hour and 45 minute version and we've got a four hour version. And somewhere in between there is a perfect film, Mm -hmm. but I like them both. Well, it's just kind of a miracle that a film like this can be
0: made. And I, for one, am very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Never would I have expected for some director to say, hey, I had studio interference. You pay me to give my original vision and have such ardent support from fans that an actual differently released movie can come out. And not only that, but have it be better Mm -hmm. at over four hours. This is the ultimate superhero fan sort of thing all coming together. Mm I think it's just a miracle that this was released, and I'm so happy to say that we're able to watch it, you know, through HBO Max and be able to just talk about it in this way. Because I enjoyed the other Justice League, and I would have been happy for the rest of my life had I not had I known that maybe that would be the only one. Uh-huh. You know what? Maybe slightly disappointing in some aspects, but it was good enough. But the fact that this can come out after all all the odds are stacked against it, when you don't really get another shot at something in Uh, Hollywood, you know, uh change to this extent, that's a very special thing. And I think I also took that into account while watching this movie. I just loved seeing each character who was perfectly cast for their roles. Each hero hero is so well suited to their roles. Um, And I just love seeing Superman again. Me too. I really did. And it will be, it'll be such a shame if Henry Cavill is, uh, no longer superman after the fact because i've enjoyed what i've seen of him and really he only got well three movies but Mm -hmm. i wish there was a man of steel too and um, Batman vs. Superman didn't really do it for me. No, Batman vs. Superman did not do it for me at all. Retrospectively, a lot of people enjoyed that film Mm -hmm. more than you would think. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about the nightmare sequence. Of the epilogue. Yes. Yes, I was just going to say the same thing. So, uh, of course, this was the big moment Mm -hmm. that I think was in the original trailer. Uh, You get to see Joker Mm -hmm. in it. So, uh, (laughs) notably, Deathstroke is also an added uh, character Mm -hmm. in this movie, and he is
1: played by Joe... Meng
0: who uh, is married con- to Sophia Vega? Yes, who consequently played Flash Thompson, the bully, in the very first Spider-Man movie.
1: Oh, uh, really? I didn't know that. How cool is that? That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um.
0: And what we ends. do. <laughs> we do. We still. Uh. We see Lex Luthor. I liked Lex Luthers. Uh, I like this version of Lex Luthor too. Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, honestly, I do of, too. A lot of people didn't like him. Either. Oh, I thought. I thought he was, was perfect. And I fine. think he's
1: great in this. I mean, he's only in it for you know. Four minutes.
0: Mate. We see Arkham Asylum, which is pretty cool. and Which then, is my favorite video game, of course. <laughs> and then it does a hard cut straight into a skeleton. A burned up skeleton in a car, basically. Mm-hmm. And Batman peeks behind. And apparently, this is a premonition of some sort. A dream. Because Bruce Wayne wakes up at the end of it. But... It was very confusing in a lot of ways because it seemed to make a lot of revelatory remarks about what happens in this version of the future.
1: Yeah, because once again, Superman is bad. Mm-hmm. He's mad because Lois has died. Yes. Um, I'm not exactly sure the role of the Joker, but we all know. I don't know how many different versions of Joker we can possibly consume as Think, viewers of film i think it was this i i think it was this though people weren't happy with david
0: ayers version of the joker and suicide squad and part of this Who was the joker and suicide squad it was jared leto it just was. as it okay. was in this one Got and it. personally i like leto's joker he wasn't given enough time fair enough fair enough um but i i will say that um it, it was I think Zack Snyder was also just like, we're probably not going to continue this. Originally, it's a a shame. So, originally, this was meant to be sort of a foreshadowing of what would happen and the sequel sequel. to the Justice League. Um, But because the future is very uncertain and quite murky, and let's be honest, it probably will never happen, this was more of a we'll throw a Joker in there because what is Batman without at least one instance Mm -hmm. of his Joker? And I loved how. mara or whatever mary or something mm-hmm. uh, the atlantean asked him who have you ever loved mm-hmm. and then he hears the cackle and then turns around and joker's talking to him and i just thought that was so interesting because there's this amazing concept of batman the duality of batman and joker mm-hmm. that of course they're on entirely different sides morality of morality but they need each other and they don't love each other in the sense of friendship or brothers. But because they have that relationship to where one cannot exist without the other, it's like, who have you truly ever loved? Like, mm-hmm. who have you ever truly needed? And, of course, there was his parents, but that was when he was a child. And, you know, they even make the uh, revelation that Robin died in his arms. And yes. And Harley Quinn did as well. Yes. And I love just, I love the way it was shot. It wasn't full direct on. I loved the close-ups of Joker and yeah. the way... And Batman
1: the, with his mask the way it was. I love the intenseness, too. Yeah.
0: and It was gritty, too. I've, I mean, just I've visually come, gritty. I agree. I agree. I've come to like how this Batman... It was apocalyptic. Yes, exactly. And I think that was what was to be shown. Right. So, apparently, Lois Lane is killed by Darkseid. And Superman, in his grief and anger and power, sort of becomes... Uh, like a servant of Darkseid but um, I also read this so there was one thing where Darkseid was destroying all the Atlanteans and there's this little red spell that he conjures up it's sort of like a symbol mm-hmm. apparently that's the death equation or the anti the life anti-life equation thing, yeah. that they're talking about on earth so they're saying essentially this comes to pass and then most of the earth dies they're taking over this earth and because Lois is dead and I guess clark is sort of under this like spell of you know dark supernatural power um the world is hiding from him and the rest of the justice league wherever they may be
1: are hiding from him and i thought that was a lot to put into one sequence it's a lot to put into one sequence it's it's a fairly long sequence mm-hmm. um it's well done i have to say that is as, as much of a teaser as it was for mm-hmm. a sequel I don't really need the sequel if it if it doesn't come to pass, which I don't think it will, as you've suggested, yeah. because it's pretty grim, um, it's pretty dark, and I think that's one of the things that makes the Marvel films so popular is mm-hmm. that they're not dark and gritty, um, and I think there's a market for dark and gritty superhero films, but I'm not sure it's my market. I, I want to be I want to see Superman being you know everybody's favorite. I want him, although I like the black. Suit, suit Superman, yeah, is kind of cool.
0: Um, I also, just, thank you for saying that. I like Superman when he's super. I, don't, I know. I don't like it when he's Superman is the evil, bomb. or mean, he's just, fighting Batman. No. Like,
1: give us the good-natured the Superman, the guy who's getting cats out of trees, and that's you what know, I'm saying. Give me, give me that Superman. Right, right, so and, exactly. So anyway, I, I'm okay without. I have seen just enough of the future, mm-hmm. and I have found it fascinating. Um, I was really glad that that. Um, uh Batman. Woke up from the nightmare? Yeah, who's his alter ego? His alter ego
0: is there's Joker?
1: No, no, no. The guy who's whose real name. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Thank you. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. He wakes up and it's a dream yeah. and then in comes Martian Manhunter and says, you know, want to join. if you need me, yeah. I'm I'm here and I go by lots of names, and as soon as he said that I thought, Yeah, but I want to know your real name and then he says, By the way, most call me Martian Manhunter and I was like, Yes. So, that was cool. I would enjoy that. But if, it, if we're going to go with that gritty, that mm-hmm. dark, that grim, I'm
0: out. Maybe have I would have understood that if there had been 10 years of movies prior to it. Yes. Marvel earned Marvel yes. earned yes. that Marvel Endgame. Marvel did earn it and DC has not earned that. Yeah, I'll, I will say that even though I just it would be such a shame if this cast of characters just they did a sort of a softer reboot of well, the film gonna franchise. Well, we're going to get one more
1: Wonder Woman film. Um,
0: I didn't watch the second.
1: You liked it. I liked the second. Okay. A lot. Okay. Actually, um, we're going to get apparently a little more Ben Affleck as Batman. Apparently, Hopefully. Henry Cavill is done with Superman. That's so uh, We're getting another Aquaman. Um, and Jason Momoa is a good Aquaman, as long as we don't have to go under the water. Um, I feel and... like they're going to ground it a little bit more. I think they should. Because yeah. based on this film, he's a lot more entertaining above water. And probably twice as useful. Yeah, honestly. I, seriously. <laughs> and that's right it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> these things are, you know. And I was really glad that um, Cyborg didn't die. Uh, me too. Because me too. he was, he was, he was great. The backstory on him, mm-hmm. the family situation on him. It, yeah, it's good. You really grow to like these characters because of the mm-hmm. Snyder Cut.
0: Yes, of course. And there is some Ray Fisher controversy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's yeah um, allegedly said that. Um, the one of the studio heads for Warner Brothers treated him incorrectly, as in, um, not in terms of. I think it was either. I don't want to say anything that isn't toxic. true, but he was saying he was saying the environment that he was working in mm-hmm. was extremely toxic, and there was a lot of aggression and hostility directed at the team. And I believe Jason Momoa backed up his claims on mm-hmm. this, and recently he's come out to say that Joss Whedon was even. A bad factor in it which uh, actually sort of serves to help the snyder cut a little mm-hmm. bit more isn't it interesting how yes. things shifted everybody was excited for joss whedon to come in and finish it up because they're like he's worked on marvel films he did a great job and then we got the movie and people were like Ugh. and then zach snyder people were just kind of saying you know we didn't like batman versus superman it's not good if he takes over the movie now they're like we want his movie
1: yeah <laughs> <clears throat> the last thing I think I'll say about this is that mm-hmm. the Justice League theatrical version, as much as I liked it, is frankly a bit of a hot mess. It is like people are coming uh-huh. out of nowhere and you're like, "What? wait a minute, how did this happen?
0: They expected you to know them.
1: You, they expected you yeah. to know them. I'm not a fan at all of the whole mother box thing and the, the, the trifecta. And once they communicate with one another, there's more power than anything. I mean, there's a lot going on there. Were those in the the actual? One? I think they were. I don't know. Oh. But my point is, is that as much of a hot mess as the uh, theatrical release is, I still like it. Um, this is four hours and two minutes long, but I like it that much more. I, and I never thought I would say I like a four-hour movie. You know me well enough to know that. I think this is the longest. I hope movie. you know me well enough to know that.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And I because am... you've known me your whole life. <laughs>
0: Likewise. Um, Uh, That is true. um, So I I just... I'm also glad that you... I feel like you automatically just give something like a point higher if it's ninety minutes or so. <laughs> I do, I do. You know, um, so it's it's also good that uh, you know superheroes that we mm-hmm. care about can something this long does not guarantee it to be better. No, not nearly. In fact, it could be a any lot stretch worse. Of the imagination. Yeah. But I would say I was thoroughly entertained throughout it. It was worth watching. I, it was worth happening in general, and it makes the original movie that much better. And I'm glad that this is the definitive version that we got. And Honestly, I think DC is all the better for it. I like these characters even more now. Me too. And I'm going to miss them even Me more too. if this is the note it ends on. But I also like the idea that we don't have to take the ending, the premonition ending, uh-huh. as canon necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just like the end with Clark opening up his uh, suit, you know, yeah. in the middle of a whole crowd. Right. But, um,
1: but, you know, it's. That's classic vintage Superman. Okay, so you don't know, I'm going to ask you this, but the new ranking that we have for films okay. um, is. How many Z's will you give it? How many Z's out of one to five? One to five Z. So we're not doing a scale of one to ten. Wouldn't that one mean? To that five Z's. It put us to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, you got the a better sake, idea. Uh, okay, um,
0: how about stars? That's been universal. No, or, no, no, that's boring. about okay. something else. How about purely for the uh, to play devil's advocate? Let's say that our <laughs> viewers are smart enough to understand that this is what we mean. As our in viewers, it can, you, can you see me right now? <laughs> our listeners, of course, <laughs> yes. Um, I I like the idea of that. So let's play with it in spirit, okay. Instead of use it every time out. Um, I would give it on a, a scale of one to five Z's. Four Z's. I would too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's better than a three and a half. This is
1: the second time we've talked about a film and given it the same ra- ra- rating, which is unusual for you and me.
0: I would say so, but I think there's also value in that in the sense that we watched it in different ways yep. and different formats. And we are of different generations. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. So it, it's worth All watching. All of this
1: means that if you and I share the same opinion, I have taught you well.
0: Exactly. Well overall I just like superheroes. Yeah, I don't too. care in what package they come in. I mean the movie has to be really bad or just really dull in order for me not to like it. So mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no matter what, I love my Marvel. I even love my DC now and I think this strengthened my view of these characters and how they work together as a team. So I'm glad that it's out. You should see it if you're on the Definitely
1: watch it. It's worth your four hours and two minutes.
0: Especially if you're a superhero fan. I would recommend that you break it up into a couple days, though, because I would imagine that most people would probably not either have the time or, honestly, the patience to just have it all in one go. Right. No, I wouldn't. It's split very well.
1: I'm telling you, the whole way, the whole new way of me watching films is much more appealing because I can watch them on my own terms, in the comfort of my own home, mm-hmm. and I can break it up and I can watch a movie in 10 sittings or one.
0: And the best part about it is that it just comes with your HBO Max subscription. It's mm-hmm. not at any extra cost, but make sure to watch it uh, sooner than later in the case because that... Because it'll probably some...
1: go away like a lot of their theatrical release films are doing...
0: After one month, Ye- I would also yes, I would also imagine um, it will become a big fan collector's item on yeah. Blu-ray mm-hmm. and um, you know physical copies, right? Collector's editions. So yeah. um, make sure to watch it if you can. But um, I give it four Z's completely. I give it four Z's too. Worth every minute. So worth ninety-four percent of the minutes. All right, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Well, with that in mind, thank you so much for listening to our discussion. I know this isn't necessarily as uh, scheduled or in a regular, uh, the regular way we do it. It's longer as well, but we're trying to keep it under forty-five minutes. Um, I think we say that every time, and we're like, you know, bumping up against forty-five minutes. Hey, fair enough. But if you listen to it uh, with us this long, that means you care enough about it, and you're a fan exactly. So thank you so much once again. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is Easy Talk.